Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to episode 28 of Up Early Before Everyone Else is Monica Lynn. Oh, sorry. I am your gracious host, Monica Lynn. And as always, I am always up early before everyone else. It is 6.22 a.m. on the East Coast. Good morning, my early risers. Oh, my goodness. I missed you all yesterday. I could not get it together yesterday. Lord have mercy. (laughs) I got up like any other morning. You know, I am up before everyone. So I woke up and um, I forgot what time I woke up. I'm running on a limited amount of sleep. And I'm going to explain that. I'm going to explain that now before I get into what happened. Because my novel is done. Like, Everything is done. Like, I signed off for it the night before last. It's done. And I'm just waiting for the next edit to come in and read it. And then after that, I'll be able to order books. So I will be ordering books soon. So I'm kind of excited about that. And I'm also excited about waking up every morning to talk to you guys. You know, I'm just I'm just so hyped. I'm so amped up. But um, And there's also the holiday you know, we had a lot going on during the holiday and, um, you know, wanting to get up, watch the news. I was watching Joe before I came down to, um, come on the air and, you know, it's the news is sad and depressing, you know, and, um, and I'm just so antsy. I guess everybody is, you know, and I remember that back when the pandemic started and they were telling people that it's okay to feel the way that you do. And I'm at that point where it's like, oh my God, like it's so much going on and you're trying to have a normal holiday season and you're trying to live a normal everyday life. But there's nothing normal about this life that we're living. And on top of everything, I have a book that's coming out. I have a podcast that I have to do. You know, I have health issues that I have to take care of. So it's a lot building, you know. And um, last Friday, I had a procedure done. I had three biopsies done. I had an endometrial biopsy done. I had a um, vaginal um, biopsy done. And I also have a lesion on the walls of my vagina. And I also had that biopsy, too. And I also got an IUD inserted. And... I'm still really from that, you know, it's like every once in a while I get some pain and then like I have like sciatica. So it's just like I got a lot going on. So I was unable to sleep yesterday and um, I, you know, I got up, I went to sleep at 10 and I woke up like about one. So my pattern is, it's like every time Anderson Cooper comes on or Chris Cuomo or Don Lemon come on at eight, nine or 10, I'm out. And I'm always up at 1 or 2 in the morning and knowing that it's not enough sleep. So I woke up yesterday morning. I decided, okay, let me come downstairs. Let me do the show. So I waited like about 6.30. My mouth was so dry yesterday. I drank like three of those. My Starbucks fans out there know those big tumblers of water. I had like three of them. Then I had to chew gum and it was not going anyway. I wanted to go yesterday. So once I finally got in my groove, um, I had to pause. 
because there was like a lot of movement going on around in the house and outside and I'm just like oh gosh so once I finally got my mojo I did I paused for the cause I came back I did the whole second half of the show I did not press record I just took my earphones out of my ear <laughs> and I said I give up so I said I will come on this morning and I will also be on tomorrow morning to do the show that I was supposed to do yesterday. I will be on Saturday morning. I don't know what time, but I will definitely be on tomorrow morning. Um, probably, it probably won't be till like in the afternoon. Because usually Saturdays are the days that I like stay in bed. Usually. Um... I like, I won't get up as early. I don't get up early on Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays and Sundays, I'm in the bed. Um, if I go to bed at 10, 11 o'clock, I'm in bed all, I don't get up to like 8, 9, or 10. And then I watch like Steve Harvey. And if I work on a book or if I have somewhere to go, I'll have to stop school. But yeah, I, and Sunday, I'm in bed all day. Sunday, I don't do nothing. It depends if I want to do a kickback show. And those usually don't come on until like in the evening time. But yeah, my projects and everything is just like really getting the best of me. And I'm just like so amped up right now. But um, and loved holiday news. Um, we um, I got an email yesterday and they wanted extra money for the edits. And at this present time. I don't have it. So I was an emotional wreck yesterday. On top of not being able to do the show yesterday and feeling the way I was feeling, that email came in. So I emailed my project manager and I told her everything. I was totally honest with her about everything. And um, she sent me an email back later in the evening and explained to me that um, she kind of contact with my editor and she said that my editor said that my book is going to be excellent. And without the changes that I did, because I told her I caught those changes. I didn't catch those changes during the edits. I, could, I didn't see it because it was like it was so overwhelming for me because it's my first book. So I'm learning a lot from this. And now I know how artists, when they come up with their very first project and they say, oh, there were some things I could have done differently. Now I understand where they're coming from because I feel the same way because I'm a mother said the same thing too. She said, well, next time, excuse me, next time, what you wouldn't do is just take your time. And I took my time. You know, you can do better next time. And with each project, as you can see, like people get better. And now I understand what that means because if, it's not as cut and dry as you think it is. It is not easy because if it was easy, I'm going to tell you something, everybody would do it and everybody can't do it. Not saying that you can't, but everybody is everybody. If it was if it were easy, everybody would be doing this. But it's not easy. I mean, writing the book is the easy part. Everybody think that's the hard part. Mm-mm. Sitting down writing is the easy part. The editing, the proofing, all of that. What I'm in the process I'm in now is really draining, and it it really consumes you. It's a lot, but I'm learning. So now it's like my project manager told me that my book, the editor said my book is 
excellent. You have an excellent book without the with out those changes. So and I'm very hard on myself. My mother said I'm hard on myself. Savannah even said I'm hard on myself. She said you're very hard on yourself and I am because this is all that I have. I do not want to do hair anymore. And I told like even as she doesn't want to do hair anymore. We don't want to do hair anymore. Like I don't want to do hair anymore. And I pray to God like God I don't want to do hair anymore. I do not want to do hair anymore. Like I do my mom's hair, I do my own hair, I do I cut Jeff's hair and um if anybody want a haircut, I will definitely do it. But as getting into the industry again at my age and like all of this that I've done over the past year, I am not. I, I, I just feel like I'm not doing it. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't have the patience. I don't have the, I don't have the patience. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I don't have, I don't like people telling me what to do. I've been off of work since March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I've been out of work for nine months. This virus, this pandemic is the worst, but it made me realize what I want to do in life. Like, I already knew what I wanted to do. And like I tell people all the time, I didn't want to publish this book during the pandemic because I thought it was insensitive. But then I look around, everybody publishing a book. Big Frida publishing the book. Well, her book is already published. President Barack Obama, he sold like 209 million books so far. Joe Scarborough wrote a book. Uh, Al Sharpton, Joanne Reed, Michael Cohen. It was just like so many people that I follow. Well, I don't follow Michael Cohen. He just happened to be on the news and I, he just spilled it on Trump tea. But he also wrote a book as well. About Woodward. Um, everybody wrote a book. So I'm like, okay, all these books are coming out. Amazon is still doing that thing. Like I love, um, all the people that are my social media influencers that I follow. They're still selling products, selling out stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, let me go ahead on and let me just do my thing. But I thought it was going to be a little bit insensitive, but it's not. It's because people need something to read. My mom said, my mom said people need something to read. So this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to write books for the rest of my life. Or until, you know, God says, okay, retire. You can do some, go do something else. Like I've had other plans that I want to do, but those other plans also include money. And um, I want to have a coffee shop. Yeah, I want to own a coffee shop. I want a coffee shop. I've always wanted a coffee shop. And I want to call it the pumpkin patch. I tell you, I want a coffee shop. I want to go to the pumpkin patch. I've been wanting that coffee shop for a long time. I used to work in coffee shops my whole um, young adult life. And not like Starbucks or anything. I work for like privately owned coffee shops. Like a mom and pop shop. And um, I work for Brugger's, Brugger's Baker Bakery. And I worked for them. And then I worked for ZPU. And then I worked for... Um, our coffee shop called Java Joe's here in Baltimore. And I loved it. I was there for, from 2000 until 2003. And then I went back to cosmetology school and I finished. And I've always, the thing is, I've always wanted to do hair. But it's like, I remember a conversation that Savannah was recently telling me about between her and the um, district leader at uh, the salon where we work at together. 
I'm not going to say no names or anything, but she was saying Savannah wanted to leave. When's Savannah calling? Savannah left. She said she wanted to take a break, which I totally understand because I took a break as well from doing hair. And I was actually her age when I took a break. And, um, but I was still in the hair industry. I managed a salon at that time. And, um, I remember she was talking to the district leader and the district leader said, well, people, someone is not going to make you want to leave your job. And she couldn't believe that Savannah said that somebody was making her want to leave the job or whatever. And I'm playing devil's advocate. Yes, they can. Because it's so much that you can take from a person. And I'm not saying, I don't know. I only know what my best friend told me. This is my best friend. See, I'm the type of friend that I'm listening to my best friend. So if anybody listening that knows the situation, this is my best friend. So I ride with my best friend. You know, like if my family member come and tell me something, I'm riding for my family member. My brother come hands down. I'm riding for my brother. Hands down. I believe my mother and my brother over anybody. You know, what I, you know what I mean? My family members, I believe them. I'm not going to go against my family and my friends for somebody that I can't break bread with. Like, last night, I was making chicken fried rice. And if I knew if I didn't have any food to eat, she would have brought some food down to me. And if she didn't have anything, vice versa, she knows that she could come to me for that supplement. So, that's my friend. And so, they were talking about people who... She didn't believe, the district leader didn't believe what Savannah was saying. That she cannot believe that one person is going to make you lose your job. Yes, you yes you can. And it's called a succubus. I'm not going to call the situation a person, the other person in the situation a succubus. But people will make you want to leave your job. Like you have people, like, okay, for instance, I work with Savannah. Me and Savannah work together. Me and Savannah have been on each other almost 10 years. So it's like... She, um, she had, um, okay, I'm just gonna fucking, I'm just gonna tell y'all what happened. Um, (laughs) I know how the girl feel and it was, um, scheduling issues and, you know, it's going to be this topic that I'm telling you guys today it's also going to be the basis for my Monday show about racism in America. Racism and reverse racism. So, Savannah wanted to work earlier shift on Christmas Eve. And um, she got a later shift. And Savannah lives like 45 minutes away from the shop. Like an hour from 45 minutes away from the shop. And the conversation, in my opinion was very unprofessional you know what from what she was telling me it was very unprofessional and um she said was her final straw she was like well i want to be able to go home on christmas eve with my kids you know i have babies she has babies she's a three-year-old and how old is zan keep saying zan's one zan's one so zan will be two this year (laughs) so zan is two so she has babies. And, you know, she wants to be there with her babies on Christmas. Because that's what it's all about. For those of you who celebrate Christmas. And happy Hanukkah to my friends. Happy Hanukkah. Today's the second day of Hanukkah. Hanukkah started last night. And this is the second day of Hanukkah. So, happy Hanukkah, my friends. Um, 
so she wanted to go home and be with her children. And it wasn't received well. So she packed up her things and she quit. She walked away from it. She said that she she was tired. And it's a number of things that she was telling me about that was going on in the shop. And I totally believed her because I worked there. I actually left, went there, worked, left, came back, and I left again. I'm not going back this time. I purposely let my cosmetology license expire. But I'm going to get it back, y'all. I have to get it back. But I, that's how bad I don't want to do hair anymore. So it's just like I can understand where this girl is coming from because... You know, people do do that. Like, there are people that will suck your life dry. You know, there are people that you you just can't be around. But their their energy, they suck you in and, and, and you can't be around them. I know that for a fact because there's plenty of people that I used to work with. I'm like, I can't deal with you today. I can't. I cannot. And my mother told me, she said, I was so glad when you did not go back. And my mother said the other day, I'm so glad that girl not working anymore. She said, I'm tired of y'all talking about that stuff. Because it's not how it's supposed it's not how the situation's supposed to be. And you get to reach a certain plateau in your career. Like I've been doing hair since I was a kid. You know, I've always wrote. I've always did hair. Those are my two things that I always want to do. But I don't want to do it anymore. Because it was it was a job to me. And it, up until recently, it became a job, and I did not like it. Because if I have to explain myself, okay, perfect example, the strider broke the camera back. I can give you two examples, three examples of the strider broke the camera back. I wanted to work on Saturdays at the shop, and um, they told me no because of my sciatica. I have sciatic nerve damage. But what they don't understand about me is I have a very hard work ethic. I'm very hard on myself. I'm like, if anybody is hard on anybody, I'm hardest on myself, you know? So I have sciatic nerve damage, and I can't work as hard as I used to. Like, when I was 25, 26 years old, I'm going to serve on everybody in that shop. And if I didn't have the sciatic nerve damage, I would definitely run circles around everybody. So what happened was, if you guys just tuning in with me and you don't know me, I fell through the floor when I was like 18 years old. And I have sciatica. And every once in a while it flares up. And it flares up bad. Like the last flare up I had, I had to get cortisone shots. Because I was doing highlights. And I was on my feet for two hours. And I could not feel my feel my legs. I was like, I could not feel it. So I said, uh-uh, I can't do this. And I knew that my time was running low. Then I wanted to work. So I got better and I wanted to work Saturdays. They told me no. They let someone else work over. They pick someone else over me that doesn't have a hard work ethic than I do. And they complain about this person severely. I'm saying that's what you get. Number one. Number two, at the shop, they have this thing called a color specialist job. And what happens is, is that this person is the one in the shop who helps other girls who are lacking thereof in color services. Now, when I was in hair school, I got a hundreds. 198 on my cut colors and all that stuff. So I'm really I'm really good with that. And that's all I used to do when I worked out in the county. I worked out Owens Mills. That's all I used to do. I used to color my ass down. So I came back into the city and I did. I took two years off. I came back in the city. Hair industry went down. Point blank. Nobody can't tell me any different. 
when I took those two years off in 2010 and I did not go back to work to 2012, yeah, it, it started going downhill. I downhill from there. So they had the color specialist job. I wanted to do that. Once again, they picked someone else. Well, two other people, one of them I thought was underqualified. <sighs> they played me. First, they said I couldn't work on Saturdays because of my back. I give my all my 100%. I give my 100% in everything. And they know that. The second time, they said, oh, Monica, because, you know, I don't have a car. Oh, how's Monica going to get to Hunt Valley? Hunt Valley is right up the street for me. I'm the one who lives closer to Hunt Valley. Hunt Valley is like about 10, 15 minutes from my house. You know, and it's only like a 20 minute ride, 20 dollar ride in an Uber. 20 going, 20 coming back. That's not a problem. And I also had a boyfriend who has a car. I have family members who have cars. So why are you playing me? Oh, Monica not going to be able to get there. Why are you playing me? Why you blame me? I understand. Third and final, the short book that comes back was when February when I got sick and that man coughed on me. And I went to the hospital and I told, um, I was, I said I was um, highly contagious. If I would have came to work, all of y'all asses would have been sick. I probably died. My doctor told me I was highly contagious. Did I get any sympathy? Nah, I was just, nah, I brushed off, nah. That was that. And I went back to work and I said, this is my last winter doing here. And I meant that shit. So, yeah, I understand where she coming from. And, yes, people around you can suck your life dry. Don't believe that bullshit when they say somebody going to make. Yes, they can. You can give up and do something else like my friend did. Or you can give up and do something else like I did. You don't have to take that shit from nobody. You don't. You don't have to take that shit from nobody. What the fuck for? I ain't got to take that shit from you. Mm-mm. If something's not working out for me, I'm going to find something that's going to work out for me. And I'm going to keep going until I find what it is that I have to do in this lifetime. Because this is my life. That's my friend's life. If my friend wants a job, Making money, making good money, because she's going to be making good money where she's at. And she's also a very talented hairstylist. So if she wants to get somebody, if she wants to sit home and do hair a whole one day and make about four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars, she can because she's that damn good. She made that much the other day. She's that good. And people pay her because they know she's good. She takes care of people. It's not about the dollar signs for her. Because she was making good ass money. She just walked away from the shit. And like I wrote on Facebook today, the other day, it's okay to walk away from things that no longer serves your purpose. It really is. And I commend my friend for walking away. Like my friend cleared $1,500 a week doing hair. And she was a, 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 a master stylist. Yeah. Th- that's when you know when something no longer serves your purpose. It's okay to walk away when you're making that much money and you walk away from it. And she walked away from it. And I applaud her for that because that goes to show you money ain't everything. 
I know I said that, y'all. I know. You know, I, I, I love money. But when it comes to your happiness, choose happiness. And I'm not tone deaf at all. Because I'm sitting home just like everybody else. I'm collecting unemployment just like everybody else. I'm waiting for the government to pass a stimulus package so I can get me a 1200 check just like everybody else. And so is she. So are we. We all are. I'm not tone deaf or anything. I'm talking about happiness. Choose happiness. Because I'll be damned if I was going to stay in that shop one more year, one more month. So when COVID came, I said, that's it. And I decided that I wanted to do this when I'm doing now. I said, that's it. That's it. All right, y'all, we're at the 24. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back with the news. All right, we're back. Um, thank you all for joining this morning. You're up early before everyone else with Monica Lynn. It is 6.47 a.m. on the East Coast. I always like to tell the time. I, I, I don't know why. I always like to tell the time. But, um, yeah, I missed my early rises. I missed y'all yesterday. I am so in the flow this morning. Like I woke up this morning. I was kind of headachy, crampy. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I got to do this. So sometimes you got to fight through certain things. And I'm fighting through because, like, all this is brand new to me. So it's just like I'm trying to get in the swing of things and like knowing that, you know, I'm not going to let a little bit of crampy, a little bit of headachy because I'm home. I am home. Like I can actually pause this, take a break, go get my ibuprofen, grab something to eat and come back. And in 20 minutes, I feel wonderful. It's not like at work where I got to keep consistently going. And this is not work to me. I love doing it. This is not work to me. Like I was talking about before the break. Hair is not work for me. It wasn't work. But when it becomes a chore, when it becomes work, when it becomes, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. That's when it's time to go. And you set yourself free. Let's jump into some news. Oh. How is everybody doing this morning? It's supposed to be nice this weekend. As a matter of fact, let me look. Because I have to book up, put up Christmas decorations on Sunday with my mom. Um... Friday actor Tommy Tiny Lister found dead by a friend after experiencing COVID symptoms. My heart, he was 62 years old. I am so tired of it. Oh God, everybody, it's just, they said he was experiencing COVID, COVID symptoms. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, I said he was, oh God, he he was, feed your baby. Okay, I'm playing this baby game and every time I look up, the baby's hungry. Leave me alone, baby. Um, It said, okay, I'm gonna read this real quick. Then I'm gonna get into the weather. It said, Tommy Tiny Lister, best known for his role in the Friday franchise, has reportedly died at the age of 62. Sources tell TMZ the actor was found unconscious Thursday in his Los Angeles area apartment. He was declared dead at the scenes and officials have yet determined a cause of death. See, that's what, who is this from? Complex. Okay. The last one I said, one last one I saw, they said he was experiencing uh, COVID, COVID, COVID symptoms. But I don't know. 
just allegedly, I don't know. This is, I'm just reading this. I'm not trying to spread no rumors or anything, but anyway, let's go back to the article. His manager confirmed news to the news variety. He's a wonderful guy with a heart of gold. Everyone loves him. A real giant. We're all devastated. His manager confirmed. Um, the Compton native is survived by daughter. Complex will provide updated information as it becomes available. Lister began his entertainment career in the 1980s, making a name for himself opposite of the WWF legend like Hulk Hogan. The 6'5 actor will go on to build an impressive filmography, taking on dozens of roles as intimidating characters. In addition to playing Friday's Debo, he also starred in movies like The Players Club. Yeah, I remember that. The Fifth Element. Oh, yeah. Jackie Brown. Wait a minute. He was in Awesome Powers. He was in Golden. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember him. I have to go back. I love Gold Member. That's like my favorite. I love the Austin Power franchise, and Gold Member is my favorite one because I think Beyonce did us the exact job. Like, it was funny for me getting to the end. I love all Austin Powers, but that was my favorite one. Um, he was also in The Dark Knight. I remember and Zootopia. Morning fans have since flooded social media with tribute posts recognizing Lester's contributions to film and television. You can read some of the messages below. Yeah, heartbreaking Friday, Star Debo, Tommy Lister dies at 62. Dan Man, another great legend, gone. Rest in peace, Debo, a.k.a. Zeus. That must have been his wrestling name. I didn't know he wrestled, so that's new to me. Um, 2020 did what Craig, a brick and a prison, couldn't do. Rest in peace, Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Debo. According to DMZ, Friday Star Tommy Tiny Lister has been, has been found dead. He was an amazing man. We send our condolences to his family, friends, and fans. Yes, is it rest in peace? Thomas Tiny Lister, known, as, known in the WWE as Zeus, another one gone. It's sad to see. Yes, it is. Um, and then the last one I'm going to read, rest in peace. Hashtag rest in peace, Tommy Tiny Lister. One of the great, one, the, the great character actors. And he was very awesome. And... I am so sad that he's gone. He's no longer with us because he had so much more. He could contribute more. You know what I mean? Like, you know, your life is full, but God has other plans. I'm sorry to say that, but that is awful. That is awful. That is awful. Cassie and Alex Fine are expecting their second child. Now, this is new. This is from over our friends at Complex. This is news that I like to read. Cassie and her husband, Alex Fine, are expecting their second child. Cassie announced the news on Instagram with Thursday, posting a video of Fine and their first daughter, Frankie Fine, with shots of them using a sonogram machine to see the baby. Coming soon, she wrote. Fine shared the same video on IG, writing, Fine family just got bigger, hearts just got fuller, light just got brighter. So blessed to be a dad to the best little girl and husband to the best wife. All that is awesome. Lauren London, Latoya Lucka, Karuchi Tran, Shanali Mon, Kalani, and so many more congratulated the couple via Instagram. And Cassie and Fine welcomed Frankie in December of last year. After they were revealing and pregnant, they were pregnant in June. She celebrated her first birthday last week. That is a beautiful baby little baby. That was just a baby little girl. The couple got engaged in August 2019 and said I do two weeks later in a small ceremony in Malibu, California. The couple confirmed their relationship in 2018 
with Cassie posting that photo of him kissing on IG. Okay, I am so happy for Cassie. She was with Diddy for I don't know how long. I don't know how long they were together, like 10 years or something, maybe longer than that. Because they were together when I was working out Owens Mills. And I have been gone from Owens Mills like 10 years. So it had to have been about 10 years. And I am so happy for her. I'm sorry, Diddy. She left you. Yeah, I know. But it goes to show you, like, he wasn't offering her a ring, no children. Or maybe she didn't want, maybe she didn't want children with him. I don't know the situation. But as soon as she left him, she got pregnant. And she got married. And she's pregnant again. Come on now. That's not oh my God. Congratulations, girl. Kardashians Inc. Disney deal will create content for Hulu. That's good because they all got kids. Um, what else we have? I think that's all I want to talk about in here today. But all right, our hearts and prayers, thoughts, hearts, and prayers, love and light goes out to um Tiny Lister Debo family and friends and fans this morning. It's a sad morning. Um, yeah, okay. So let's get back into let's get into some news. Let's go over to CNN. And that was from over our friends out over at Complex. Okay, let's see. Happy Hanukkah is the the festival of lights began yesterday evening and will last until Sunday sundown next Friday. Here's what else you need to know to get up to speed on your day. Okay, so the first thing, of course, the coronavirus, an FDA advisory committee has recommended that the agency grant a long-awaited emergency use authorization for the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. Okay. I don't know about I'm going to be talking about that tomorrow about the vaccine. I'm not even going to get into that today. I don't know how many people feel about the vaccine. I know how I feel about the vaccine. A lot of people are taking it. Some people aren't. You know, and a lot of people were saying that a lot of black people, we weren't going to take it. You know, but I mean, we all have our opinions of it and we all can't like um, fuss at one another or we, we can agree to disagree. But I mean, just because I might feel like they don't want to take it. That's their prerogative. Or if somebody wants to take it, that's their prerogative. Like, I know for sure that I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I'm not going to be able to get it anyway that I know of. So I don't know. Because it's not, a, it's, oh, damn, it's not going to be available to everyone. So, you know. So, we'll see what happens. Um, We'll see what happens. That's, that's. We'll see what happens. I, I got to see some things first. Another day down and still no stimulus deal from Congress. Yeah. While a full relief package has eluded lawmakers for months, there was some hope that Congress would tack some sort of stimulus measures into a bill to ward off a looming government shutdown that will start today. A short-term spending bill on the table will keep the government open for another week until December 18th, but it's facing pushback from conservative senators who want language to prevent 
future government shutdowns and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, an independent who wants a provision for another round of stimulus checks. Meanwhile, the European Union has reached a final agreement on its own $2 trillion package to rebuild the Biox faltering, the block, sorry, I can't read this morning, faltering economy. So the European Union passed a $2 trillion package for their people. The United States only wants to do like, what, nothing. They want to do, they want to do absolutely nothing. They do not want to give the people money. Mitch McConnell said he's not paying people to stay home. First of all, bitch, I've said this. Yes, I said bitch. First of all, bitch, I've said, I've said this plenty of times. I do not recall seeing Mitch McConnell name on the bottom of my checks. When I got my checks that says this is not a check, when I got my pay stubs because I got direct deposit into my check and my savings account that I work for, I don't ever remember seeing Mitch McConnell name on the bottom of my check. I don't remember. I don't recall. Ever since I've been working, nah, nah, ever since he's been off, nah, I don't remember, recall seeing his name or no. How I don't. And they ought to be ashamed of themselves. So he he rejected the bill. He rejected it. He said no. He was like, no. And now they're like blaming each other. And you know what? I can't stand any of them. I'm sorry. I'm not. I, uh, I can't stand any of them because I think it's disgusting. Okay, and like I've always said, either you're doing good in this pandemic or you're not. There's no in-between. Either you're doing good, your bills are paid, your food on the table, or you don't, or not. And it's disgusting that it's so close to Christmas and some of these girls, some of these women cannot provide food for their family, cannot put food on their table, cannot provide a Christmas for their child. How can you go to sleep at night, Mitch? Like, how, how Nancy and Chuck, oh, I mean, how can y'all go to sleep at night? How? Like, like when you go home, like, is it a different America? Like when you go home and you go to sleep, like I wish I could live. You know what? I don't want to live on your planet. I don't, I do not want to live on your planet. I'd rather live here. I don't want to live on the mega hats, wherever planet. I don't, I don't want to be deluded. I don't, I want to live in reality. And what I think that you all are doing is disgusting. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, but you know what? You're not. You ought to be ashamed of yourself for doing this to the American people. You had seven months. Seven months. Seven months. What the hell are y'all thinking? What the hell are you thinking? You you can't sit up here and say, oh, you, you're so tone deaf. You don't watch the news. You don't see the bread lines. You don't see people getting evicted when the first moratorium expired. And, and you can't see, like, people going to the bread food banks and stuff, getting food and people turning away turkeys because they don't have a home to cook the turkey and they don't have an oven. The fuck kind of shit is that? And it was supposed to be the richest country in the world. That's full of shit. Full of shit. Y'all full of shit. And y'all to be ashamed of yourself. So I might need to give y'all a good cuss out. It ain't me though. I don't give a damn. Because I don't like y'all. And I don't give a damn if you don't like me either. And I don't care if this, uh, this podcast come back to bite me in my ass. Because I'm, I'm going to let you know that shit was disgusting. Everything y'all did, you failed the American people. And they, they act like, they act like, you know, we can't see that. Like, we can't see you talking and we can't see them talking. So it's like both of y'all, both of y'all blaming each other. And y'all like kids. Y'all old enough to be people's grandparents. Y'all old enough to be my grandparents. Yeah, you are. You're enough of my grandparents. You need to stop that shit. You really do. You need to come together, sit down, come together, 
But, you know, it starts, it said that the fish rots at the head and it works its way down. But when you got a president of the United States that don't give a damn but nothing but himself and trying to overturn the elections, he ain't worried about no coronavirus. He ain't worried about no stimulus checks. He ain't worried about none of that shit. He trying to fulfill his own self, his own um, needs. You know? He ain't worried about that shit. He ain't worried about nothing. Excuse my language is early in this morning. But that's how I feel. You know, I, I can't, I, it's like I feel powerless. You know, we I feel powerless that this is happening. Like, what the what what am I supposed to do? What can I do? Like, I can give you guys resources to go to get go to the food bank called for Maryland called two one one, or you can Google it so you can go get the food and the resources that you need for your family, for your friends, your neighbors. You know, check in on your neighbors. You know. I thought that's what America was all about. I must have been living somewhere else. And I've just been introduced to this America because I, I don't, I'm not familiar with this from America. I, I'm not because when I was growing up, it wasn't like this. Or maybe it was the people that I was around, the people, the black and brown people that y'all so afraid of, the black and brown people that y'all talk about all the time. Some of the most giving, caring, honest people that I know. Check yourselves. And you got to, everybody, Mitch worried about, um, what was it he's worried about, y'all? Um, college presidents and shit and multi, multi-million dollar corporations and worried about people who don't want to get sued because somebody got coronavirus at work. Bitch, come fuck on, bitch. And I'm not saying Mitch. Bitch, get it together, for real. Oh, Monica, you being disrespectful. This is my show. <laughs> this is my show. If the president can sit online all day and promote conspiracy theories, I can vent my frustrations as well because it's disgusting. It is really disgusting what they're, what you do. And, and there's no other word that can describe how disgusting everybody on both sides of the aisle are. You, $2 trillion, and these people take... These people have been taking care of their people since this started. Sydney, I was looking at um, online other in Australia. They walking around Australia. They don't. They they don't have any COVID cases. I'm pretty much sure they did, but they're able to walk around freely. People in school, people back at work. What are we doing? Sit home on our asses, getting fat. Watching the news, watching them like we don't know that all y'all talking about each other. Y'all get shit. Y'all crazy as hell. Y'all need to get it together. Um, Brian Bernard, a federal prisoner convicted of murder for his part in the gang killing of a couple in 1999, was executed last night by lethal injection, much to the dismay of activists who have been pleading for a state execution. He was the youngest person in the United States to receive a death sentence in nearly 70 years for a crime committed when he was an adolescent. And his execution is the ninth to be carried out since Attorney General William Barr restarted federal execution after a 17-year hiatus. Bernard's case garnered lots of attention from activists, including Kim Kardashian West, who argued against Bernard's execution because he was a teenager at the time of the double murder and was not the person who actually shot and killed the two victims. I just heard about this because, like I said, like, 
I, I just heard about it. You know, I, I, I think it was like last week sometime and I think I saw like one article and she was calling on Trump about it. And when I see Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump in the same headline, I'm not clicking on it. Sorry. I, I, I'm not. And I'm sorry. My heart goes out to his family and friends, everyone involved in the situation. But when I see Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump in the same headline, their name in the same sentence, no, I just scroll past. My mother always says, if you don't have nothing else to say, don't say anything at all. But I have to do my research on this particular case. And um, I read up on it last night. And, yeah, it's, it's it's sad. It was a sad situation. You know, like, um, they were given, um, a couple was giving them a ride home. Him and the other person that was that was with him. And, um, they robbed them and put them in the trunk. I think Bernard lit the car on fire. He doused a lot. He doused it with, um, gasoline and lit it on fire. But the person that he was with actually shot them. So the husband died and the wife lived after they were planning for their life. That shit is sad, but it's a sad situation, y'all. Very, very sad situation. I'm going to have to read up more about it, and I'll talk about it on Monday. Um, um, Joe, and Biden, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, named Times Person of the Year. LeBron James is Athlete of the Year and Korean pop band BTS Entertainers of the Year. Congratulations. The most, these were the biggest beauty trends of 2020. Honorable mention, not wearing real pants for months on end. I have to agree with y'all. I have not worn pants. I only, I've worn pajama bottoms, sweatpants, and leggings. This whole pandemic, I have not worn real pants. <laughs> okay, Ben and Jerry's face, Colin Kaepernick inspired ice cream flavors called Change the World and is a vegan. Users turn Ratatouille into a TikTok musical. Now it will become a benefit for Broadway. Humans, humans are amazing. Really weird, but amazing. Okay. How many subscribers Disney Plus has? Not since the streaming service was rolled out last year. The number will likely skyrocket after Disney announced 100 new projects for the service and announcement digital media guru called Earthshaking 86 million. That is awesome. That is awesome. And let's see the pick of the day. 33 thoughtful holiday gift ideas for your significant other. To help you find the perfect present for your perfect partner, we rounded up special gifts to show them how much you care. From artwork that will remind them of a shared memory to gifts that will simply add joy to their day. And check out more recommendations for the men and women in your life. And you can head on over to CNN. Um five things and you can click on and they will tell you where to do what to do and where to go and finally playing piano for Matt Matt Hughes okay they're like monkeys and this is really cute they're like it's probably not good for concert etiquette to sit on the artist's head so you guys can head on over to CNN five things and that's all I have today for CNN let's get into some Local news real quick, and then we're going to come into what we got, what we came here for today. Let's see if I press record. <laughs> and we're 22 minutes in. I'm not going to keep y'all that much longer. Um, 
let's see. Let me close this out right here. We're over on foxbaltimore.com. Let's see. Where are we? This is not what I wanted. This is not what I wanted. Okay, this is not what I wanted. Okay, this is what I wanted right here. Okay. So, WWE SmackDown still comes on? Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So, um, I'm going to dive into this tomorrow about the COVID stats here in Baltimore. And um, I had a really, really nice piece yesterday segment about Baltimore and I, I did not press record <laughs> did not press record <laughs> okay this is from over at um, Fox 45 it said Mayor Scott to make new COVID-19 announcements Friday morning which is this morning um it said a day after Baltimore's new mayor ordered restaurants to end indoor and outdoor dining he plans to make another COVID-19 related announcement Mayor Brandon Scott said tonight that he will hold a press conference 11 a.m. on Friday, December the 11th at City Hall. The press conference will provide an update on Baltimore's response to the COVID-19 pandemic and make an announcement. The mayor will also be joined by local restaurant owners to discuss the importance of supporting small businesses in this difficult time. The event will include City Health Commissioner and Baltimore Development Corporation President. Stay with us for updates. We definitely will. And let's see. Uh, so let's see. This came on yesterday. Um, Governor Hogan or stop dining at restaurants is a death sentence for businesses. You don't say. Um, Maryland Governor Lloyd Hogan had tough words for the two jurisdictions that shut down indoor and outdoor outdoor dining at bars and restaurants. Baltimore City and Anne Arundel County made the move in an effort to stop the spread of the virus. It's a death sentence for a number of these small businesses, said Governor Hogan, when asked about the possibility of a dining shutdown statewide. When asked about it in a news conference today, Governor Hogan said, it's not something I think I would have done. But Doc, um, Governor Hogan said that he did, would not recommend a statewide shutdown. Like, I'm so happy. Like, he said that. But, um... Our numbers have increased in the city, you know, like, you know, um, okay, so this is my thing. This is my team. And that was, that's all I got for over about Fox 45 this morning. Um, my tea is that, you know, Okay. All right. This is my opinion. This is what I think about the um the whole situation. Let me see if I write right now because I don't want to go over. Okay, we're at the twenty six. I'm gonna stop right here. We'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. So what I was saying was before I went on a break was that um, 
Okay. A lot of people that I've been seeing have, like, when I go to the casino and we're coming home afterwards, after the casino let out, I mean, after we go to the casino, and there's a club on the way home. And I remember specifically, we riding past that club during the pandemic. So we just came out the casino. We had our temperatures taken. We had to pull the mask down so they could see our faces. So this place was packed, jam-packed outside. No social distance, no mask, no nothing. Okay? So can you imagine what's going on in the bars? Okay, so they have a... When you go to the... When you're standing down eating, you don't have to wear your mask. For those who have not been out since the pandemic started. And there have been people that haven't been out since the pandemic started. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, excuse my language. You wear your mask when you go to the restroom. Or if you're, if you're traveling, if you're not sitting down, you're traveling around the restaurant or walking around the restaurant or you're like going outside to smoke, you have to wear your mask. Okay. So, you're going to the restroom, you have to wear your mask. Why would you want to wear your mask in a restroom? That's disgusting. Okay? Um, so, if someone's in a bar, and you know how people are in a bar, right? You're not doing any social distancing. You're not. You're not. Come on now. Like, you're not. You know, and people are congregating outside of the bar when the bar is over, you know. And, you know, I think that the mayor did the good, a good thing. It sucks for the people, the small business owners who are trying to enforce the laws and try to, try to keep their employees as safe as possible. It is a death sentence. It is. But I know what you think, Monica, who side you on anyway? I'm on the side that's right. And right now, we have to get rid of this virus. And we have to take all the necessary precautions to get rid of it. And the and the thing about it is, you're closing down these restaurants. The thing about it is, you also, we don't, Congress could help us out. But they're not. So it's just like, the, you, the, the European Union just gave their people $2 trillion. We only got one time... Good luck. Goodbye. I'm more worried about the people getting sued than I'm actually worried about you. And America, that's a big fuck you. It is. It really is. So this whole situation is just like people fighting against each other. Okay, if you feel as though, if if he's not, and I bet you, because we were doing good in the summertime. We were. We were up to 50%. On our way to 75. Some places were 75. Some people were 75. It was. But once the numbers went up, he felt the need that he had to do what he had to do. And it sucks for our restaurants, our small businesses. It really do. Like, I, one of the small businesses that I love going to is Jimmy's Seafood. He said he's hanging in. He's trying to create. He's trying to do creative ways so he can stay open. You know, like, to get people to, like, curbside, um carry out and all that 
you know, but we also have Uber Eats. You also have DoorDash. You have all these eating apps. But a lot of people, I think a lot of people are going to stay home and start cooking again. Like, okay, like they say, Monica, what side are you on? Anyway, I'm on the side that's right. And I'm on the side of, I'm on both sides. You understand what I'm saying? I understand where the bears coming from, where hope is coming from, and where the business owners are coming from. And not to mention the workers. I understand where everybody's coming from. But we have to do what's right to get rid of this virus. And like Joe Biden said, he wants to 100 days for us to wear mask to try to flatten the curve curve again we we did it and then everybody just went out of control and they went to go to grandma's house and eat dry turkey mashed potatoes and gravy i'm going to pray for you america i really am but there's a press conference this morning there was a press conference yesterday um let me see do i have the from yesterday no i don't I don't have, um, let me see, trash. Let me look at my trash. Let me see. Do I have it from yesterday? Ponytails. Oh, I was looking at ponytails. I was looking at ponytails. Let's see. Okay, Baltimore. So I don't know why you keep sending me anything and you won't let me get online. They want me to pay. Okay, so here it is from yesterday. Um, yeah, let's do this. Let me click on this. Okay, here we go. Um, let's see. This is what I had yesterday. And then I looked up and I wasn't recording nothing. <laughs> this, <laughs> so before the bear comes on, I'm going to read to you guys what's going on. So indoor gatherings, no more than 10 people. Outdoor gatherings, no more than 25. Um, religious establishment, 25% capacity. Sports gathering and rec, and rec and park facilities are prohibited. Retail establishments and malls are 25%. Indoor recreation closed. This includes cigar hookah bars. And like I was saying yesterday, the hookah bar, the, the cigar bar up the street from me was getting busy. But they be all stay outside though. Um, personal services, like getting your hair done, is at um, 25% capacity. Staff must wear face masks covering at all times or indoors. Services must be on appointment only basis and a log must be kept of names of customers Staff provides services and other residents who enter the shop. So, like, perfect example, I do my own hair, but when I go to the nail shop, I have to give them my name, the person that does my nails, my phone number, and um, the service that I'm getting. And they also take your temperature, and then um, you sanitize your hands and you go sit down. Um, fitness centers at 25% capacity. That's someplace I would not go. Casinos at 25% capacity, no food, no drink. Libraries may continue to operate with curbside pickup only. And they also have, um, drive up Wi-Fi. So, you know how, like, some people go to the library to use their Wi-Fi. And you can't go in the library. You can just sit in the parking lot and drive up and use their Wi-Fi. And the museum in Merlin Zoo and Aquarium is at 25% capacity. So, let's see what our mayor has to say. Are you not saying anything? Oh, I guess I... 
December the 8th, Baltimore has had 26,589 reported cases, cases uh, with 366 people hospitalized with COVID-19. See, it's not easy getting up there reading, y'all. I do that all the time in the morning, and I'd be like, oh, uh, mm, uh, excuse me. It's not easy. Lois continue to report record high numbers of COVID uh, cases, surpassing what we saw even over the summer. Uh, our cases here in Baltimore have steadily increased for a month and a half at a rate surpassing the increases in testing. Our test positivity rate, our average number of daily deaths, and the number of hospitalizations are all at their highest level since last spring. Uh, this raises concerns around our healthcare system's ability to handle the massive influx of COVID-19 cases. Yeah, that's one thing I don't understand about Governor Hogan, and I love Governor Hogan, but this is what I don't understand. 87%, 87% of the ICU beds here in Maryland are full. So was that another 13%? And you heard, it, what he, you heard the numbers. You heard the numbers. Based on our current trajectory of cases and hospitalizations, projections show that our hospitals will be overwhelmed if we do not act. See? I want to start off by saying that first and also highlight today that we are joined uh, by folks who will be guiding us as we go through this, our public health professionals. Uh, of course, starting with our health commissioner, Dr. Deraza, uh, we're also joined today uh, by Dr. Michelle Gordine, uh, Chief Medical Officer and Senior Vice President of Population Health and Primary Care at the University of Maryland Medical System. Dr. Tom Inglesby, <coughs> of the Center for Health Security at Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Uh, Dr. Peter Hill, Senior Vice President of... Okay, that's enough for this guy. So you heard the numbers, and you heard what I said. So, yeah, I feel as though that, yeah, if it's going to help, it's not going to be forever. Because I remember Hogan, he closed us down for a little bit, and that was from over our friends up at Fox 25 Baltimore. He, We were in lockdown for a little bit, and then we went back up again. But now we're back down again. I think that we got a little bit lax, you know what I mean? And I think that people that are going to take the um, vaccine are slacking. But, like, Dr. Vin Gupta this morning, he was on MSNBC, he was on Joe, and he was saying that where he is. And he said he's seen people as young as, young as, eight, young as 18 and the oldest 88 coming deathly ill. So we all got to do our part, y'all. We really got to do our part. Okay, let's get into some gossip real quick, y'all, because I said I was not going to be on here with y'all this morning but I think I did enough yeah I just I think I did enough I don't even know who those people are I already did that I already look at Colin Kaepernick You don't say fabulous. Fabulous says being a rapper has become the most dangerous job in America. Yeah, it's like a rapper getting shot like every week. Another uh, rapper, I'm not, I don't, I don't know who he is, but I know that he got shot. He's in, he's, I think he's doing good or something. I don't even know his name. I really don't know any rappers anymore. I'm sorry, y'all. I really don't. 
Oh no, it said a 24-year-old Russian woman dies after dropping charger, charging iPhone into bath water. She got electrocuted. Said a Russian woman was electrocuted as her charging iPhone 8 accidentally fell into the water as she was taking a bath. According to the New York Post, um, Olesia Seminova's 24 lifeless body was found by her roommate in their apartment in Russia. Ice cream shook her, but she was pale, did not breathe, and showed no signs of life. The roommate stated to the emergency operator, I was really scared when I touched her, got an electric shock. Her death was confirmed by the paramedic who arrived on the scene. The retail worker died to, died to her cell phone falling in the tub while it was plugged into publication. Charlie once again reminds us that water and electrical appliance connected to the mains are incompatible. The Russian emergency ministry stated as warning after the incident. This tragedy is the latest of the number of such fatalities in the country. Yeah, y'all. I feel sorry for the girl, but, um, yeah, it's just like you have your blow dryer or your curling iron or, uh, you know, you know, I don't put my, I don't put my phone anywhere near any water like i remember one time it was a totally gross story my phone fell in the toilet it was the grossest thing black china getting her own television show and the grammy apology grammys apologized to stephanie haddish after they asked her to host and pay for her own travel with no compensation. They didn't even want to give the girl hair done. They didn't want to give the girl head, the uh, glam team. They didn't want to give her nothing. Like, come and do this job for free, bitch. And it, the show was supposed to be like three hours long. I don't blame her. I would have turned it down too. And Kim Kardashian is reported exhausted from trying to make commercial Kanye Westbrook. Okay, so that was enough of that today. That was from our friends over at Ball Alert. Thank you, Ball Alert. Thank you, Complex. Thank you, Vanity Fair. Thank you, CNN. And thank you, Fox 45, Baltimore, this morning for supplying us with the news. Okay. So, it is Friday, and it is December 11th, and this month has skated by. And as everybody knows, that Friday is my love experience, my positive love stories, um, positive events that happen in my life, or positive things that I've seen on the internet, or positive things that I've seen in my family and my friends that I just want to share with everybody. Let everybody know that love, in fact, is alive and well. She is. She really is. And everybody who's, anybody who's been watching and listening to my show, not watching because you can't see me, which I am so happy because, like, I have on, like, my slippers, my nightgown, and my scarf. <laughs> I don't have on, like, I'm not glam. See, that's why I'm not doing YouTube because I got to get up. I got to have a glam squad and. I'm not doing all that. If I if I have to do all that, then I'm not going to do it. Like, I eventually want to do a YouTube page, but right now in the morning, I like doing this. This is my thing. All right, where are we at? What time? It is seven thirty on the East Coast. Wasn't I supposed to do the weather? And we're already fifteen minutes in. Okay, so Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Virginia announced new COVID restrictions. I'm going to read about that tomorrow. But first, I'm going to get into the weather. How is, how is it going to be tomorrow? So tomorrow's going to be like 61 degrees. 
And today is going to be a high of 55, 50, almost 60 degrees today. 57, that's 60 almost. Tomorrow's going to be 61. Sunday's going to be 59. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Um, Monday is going to be 60 chance of rain which I'm not doing absolutely nothing on Monday but working um Tuesday um 43 degrees Wednesday is 70 percent chance of snow and I have a funeral I had a death in the family and it's going to snow but it's a 70 percent chance so it's probably like a dusting because I mean if it's 37 degrees here in Baltimore it's not going to do anything. It's just going to be a whole bunch of flurries flowing around. Just make it pretty. It's not even going to stick. It'll probably stick on the grass. It's not going to stick on the street. It's going to be enough that they're going to probably want to put, like, salt down. You know what I mean? Like, put salt on the ground roads because it'll be slippery. Even if it gets that far. You know, at 70% chance at 37 degrees, nothing is really going to happen. <laughs> sorry, y'all. But you know what's funny? I'm sorry about to jump off the subject. You know what's funny? Now that the kids are at home doing school from home they don't have to worry about snow days ain't that terrible <laughs> like we got to get this over with so kids can enjoy snow days like I, I hopefully by the time I have my babies they can be able to enjoy snow days because I will want to have that experience for them you know how good it feels when you go to sleep and there's you're praying for a snowstorm to come through because you don't want to go to school the next day so you go to bed at night and you're like oh god please let us know amen you get in the bed you wake up and you're like, look outside, and there's like a ton of snow. And Baltimore City Public Schools are closed. Baltimore County Schools are closed. Like, schools are closed. Schools are closed. That's a good feeling. And then you get to go back to bed. All right. So, anyway. So, the Love Experience Friday is Positive Love Stories. But I also have another segment if you have been tuned in and there is definitely pee in the dating pool after 40 part five ladies gentlemen i do not want to write a part six there's one time i'm going to come on here and lose count of how many segments i have i don't know how many men i have blocked okay let's get into this crap so i was in bed yesterday morning 2.21 a.m. to be exact because I'm like, okay, who is this? And are you going to be the subject of my love experience Friday? I, always have, I already have a topic for love experience Friday. I already have a topic. So are you going to add to the topic on Friday? Let's see. And I always like to give people a chance. Like, if you don't know, I am definitely single. I'm single. Single and I'm loving it, but I'm, I'm, open, to, I'm open to dating. That's it. I'm open to dating. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, if somebody wants to talk to me via inbox, Facebook Messenger, um, what's the other one? Um, what's the other one? Oh God, brain fart. Instagram. So if you want to talk to me, I'm open to that. But unless I feel a vibe. And talk that's as far as it's gonna go. I have blocked so many men. Okay, so anyway, I don't know why these men feel inclined to message me at 221 in the morning. I had one. He 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 inboxed me at no, he called. 
He was so bold and brazen. And I have to give these guys their props because this one was so bold and brazen that he called me three times and my phone was on silent. And you know that it was at 2.40, 2.41 and three, almost three o'clock. So, you know, I'm getting up about to do my podcast. So it's like, well, okay. What the hell are you calling me for? You know what I mean? Like, what's your tea? What, what's the problem? And I got a good look at this man the other day, and he is not a job. Okay. It, okay, looks aren't everything, but he does not look a guy that, like, I would usually date. Okay? So, anyway, I was about, I was up, I was, um, but come on, the most of those are the most disrespectful hours ever. It shows that you have no regard and could care less if I have a man or morals because I'm going to shoot my shot. And I give those men those props. I give them their props. But come on. It's a tad bold and a tad brazen. So I have the text message here. And I'm not going to say this person's name, but this person really needs to get a greasy grip on reality. Um... Where is it? Okay. Um, and, uh, oh, that was me. That was loud. That was really loud. I got to find the mute button. Oh, sorry. Okay, Bath and Body Works. I understand. I understand love. You want me to come in. Okay. Um, so basically this person has been inboxing me since Sunday. So he, he texts me GM beautiful. And you know, I hate that. I text back at Sunday at 9 49 AM GM. So at 10 14 H are you feeling this morning? I put, I'm okay. That's G D W Y D watching TV, CNN, he goes, okay, I like what I see. I did not know if that was a compliment or was I supposed to respond? Was I supposed to say thank you? Or was, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not bullshitting you guys. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. Like, when someone said, I like what I see, I'm like, oh, thank you. But you see me online. Like, you haven't seen me in person. You know, like, but my mother and my aunt always says that, you know, you may see yourself a different way, but people see you totally different. So somebody may see you as you may think, oh, I got a big nose. I got a big head. I got a big face. And some people may see you differently. Like, oh, you're beautiful. You know, they, they see you differently than you see yourself. And I always thought that that was like the highest compliment that my aunt could ever give somebody. And she's just a mean ass. But anyway, so Wednesday morning at 221. He texts, good morning, because what happened was I was up and I put something on my Facebook story. But just because I put something on my Facebook story does not give you the right to text me, to call me. That does, I'm up, but I'm not up. You know what I mean? You know? So I put hi. And he go, did I wake you? No. Okay. W-I-D. I'm on YouTube. He goes, okay, are you really single? Yes. He goes, okay, what part of town you from? If you don't mind me asking, I said North Baltimore. Okay, I love your eyes and sexy lips. Sir, it's a filter. 
I have light eyes. I have light brown eyes. I do. I have light brown eyes. And the lips, I I, I think the lips are enhanced with the filter. Because sometimes I need filter because, like, sometimes I got, like, a little bit of bags under my eyes sometimes. And the filter take the bags away. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. It depends on what filter you use. But sometimes they take the bags away. Sometimes they don't. But the camera only takes what's in front of it. But the filter... I've always been told I men love my lips. I, 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 but I think sometimes, like, the filter makes them a little bit bigger, fuller. I don't pay attention to my lips. So, anyway. I said, um, I said, okay, I love your eyes and sexy lips. Everybody said they love my eyes. Remember, I wrote another. There's definitely in a dating pool after 40 like one of my very first shows like my very first week and i was telling you guys about the um guy who when i had covid i was recovering from covid and he all in my face trying to talk to me and he was telling me oh i love your eyes your eyes are so beautiful so yeah i have beautiful eyes as i've been told okay you're more than welcome wish i could tell you what i was thinking but not trying to run you away so i put like three laughing emojis that's my limit three laughing emojis even though like sometimes i'm not really laughing and I said, no, don't run me away. I said, okay, let me give this dude a chance. You know what I mean? Let me, this too. I don't want to believe me. I said, why are you up? Can't you, can't sleep, working? He go, can't sleep, feeling some kind of way. So I said, you're going through something personal. Do you have to work in the morning? He said, I guess you can say that. And no, do you? I said, yes. And I always get offended when people ask me, do you work? Yeah, I work, bitch. <laughs> so we go, what time? I said, I work for myself. I go in when I want, which is not true because I have to get this I have to be up before everybody else because now it's almost eight o'clock and people gonna start moving around. And I gotta hurry up. But anyway, here you go. Okay, oh, okay, that's what's up. Can I ask you something? I say yes. Okay, so I'm like, okay, all right, this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this may be like, okay, me a little friend that I can talk to. You know, until I get down to the casino to see my crush. Right, so you know, I'm single. I ain't got no ring on this finger. I will have a ring on my finger, but it's not. It's a it's a ladybug. But like, all right, you know, like all right. Hey, got me a little friend. Let's see. Because there's nothing wrong with dating. It's it's absolutely nothing wrong with talking to people. Is there something wrong with a man that loves to eat P-U blank blank Y more than sex? I've been single for six months and that's all I want to do. But want a woman that love coming a lot. Okay, good night. And then he wrote, sorry, just asking. I did not delete that. I wanted to write that. I wanted y'all to hear that monstrosity. That <laughs> I wanted y'all to hear. I wanted you to. I oh god oh my god. I just wanted y'all to hear that. I I didn't delete. It. I didn't want to paraphrase. I didn't want to quote. I didn't want to go. Oh well, let me see what happened. Somebody just text me. Oh, that was Savannah. Oh. I was like, who the hell just texted me? Time for, I should have known because she's the only person I know that texts me early in the morning. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's like, um, I don't understand. I, 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 I do not want to keep writing. I do not want to keep 
producing these shows. I don't want to keep having to write this stuff down about there's definitely pee in the dating pool after 40. My friend Savannah is younger than I am. She's like in her, she's in her late 20s. And she said, yeah, it is. So she, she agrees with me. And everybody agrees with me. Like, the dating pool nowadays is so hard, y'all. It is so hard. Like, I don't know who raised these men. And you give them chance after chance after chance. And they all do the same thing. They, they just say something to you and just want to hit the ground running. You know, if somebody would just, like I read um, evangelist Shakira McFadden. She's an um, evangelist. She's based in Florida. And I follow her on Facebook, on social media. And she had this wonderful post last night. And it went on to something other lines of instead of in her te- inbox texting her or inbox and texting her WYD, you should be telling to her, come on, let me give you some money. You know what I'm saying? Or come on, let me take you out on this date. Because men nowadays, they don't think that they're supposed to do that. I, I think, I don't know what the hell they're thinking. I don't know who they, who they've been around, but it's. Not a good look, gentlemen. Yeah, it's not a good look. Vey. Oy vey. Okay. But I give you your props, though. Y'all are rolling and brazen to say those kind of things to a lady, but it just, it's not going to work for everybody. Like I used to tell my one of my ex-boyfriends, what you do for her is not going to work for me, and what I do for you is not going to work for him. And what he does for me is not going to work for it's not going to work. People are different. We're not the same. So what you're trying to do for me is not going to work for her. It's not going to work for me. What you said to her is not going to work for me. Like, you really have to do some. <laughs> you really have to be, like, really, really impressed. I have to be really impressed by you to, like, you know. But some of these guys don't know. They they don't know. Like, if you don't. If, and you want to teach them. But I'm like, I'm too old to teach you anything. Which Brings me to my story about this young gentleman I was dating. He was, how old is this dude? He's 10 years younger than me. Yeah, and I met him back in 2011, and he was 22, and I was 32. And um, he, we, all right, we went, I mean, one of my girlfriends, we had gone out. And we went to Quiznos. We worked at Quiznos. And he gave her the number. She acted like she didn't want to take it. But my sister-in-law said he wasn't trying to give it to her anyway. He was talking to He was trying to talk to you. And I was just like, okay. So I took his number. And then it was just like this, oh, do you have a Twitter page? Well, follow me on Twitter. And we follow each other on Twitter. You know, like I said, like I said, I know one of the podcasts before, like that was the thing, you know, let's follow me on Twitter. You know, that was the shit. So I followed him on Twitter. He followed me back and we we started talking to each other. So I invited him over to the house. I'm not going to say I dislike him at all. But... In order for you to date someone like that, a young guy, you have to be built tough for that. They have to be built tough for that as well. Now, I, the guy that I was talking to last year this time, he's 28. He should be 29, you know, but they're built differently. Like, they think that they can handle, they want an older woman. You know what I mean? They, that's their goal. You know, that's their accomplishment, an older woman. 
And um, I invited Andre over. Oops, I said his name. <laughs> and there's no way I can go back and bleep it out. I'm pretty much sure I could, but I don't know how. But um, I invited him over. And one thing led to another. I was hooked. I'm not going to lie. I was hooked. He was hooked. And that's basically like all we had in common. That's all we had in common. Sexually. We had. I'm not going to say had. Have. And I want to text him. I want to reach out to him because it's the pandemic. I want to know how he's doing. I hope he's okay. Which I, he's probably okay because he's friends with my brother's best friend. They went to Morgan together. So I'm pretty much sure that he's okay. And I'm sure pretty much sure nothing's wrong because my brother would probably call me and tell me. So we have the best sexual chemistry. Better than all my boyfriends. Like. Even with my last boyfriend and my boyfriend before that. Like, and he knows it. He told me. And he's right. You can't deny the attraction that we have towards each other. You cannot deny that physical attraction. You cannot deny that sexual chemistry that you and I have. And it's the truth. But you got to be built for something like that. If you are considering dating someone like that. And it wasn't even dating because we only think we went out like twice. But we knew what we both wanted and did not. Because I wasn't seeing nobody. But basically, I just, I was going through something really bad because my grandmother had passed away a year prior. And um, I wasn't working at the time. I was about to start working at hair cuttery. And I was just trying to find my niche. And come to find out that me and him, we have a lot in common. We do. He's a writer. I'm a writer. Um, I introduced him to the Black Writers Guild. We used to go to Black Writers Guild together. We went one time together. Came back here. Ended up one thing. Ended up to another. He's over here New Year's Eve. I cannot count how many New Year's Eves he's been over here. One New Year's Eve he came over. He puked all over the place. I was pissed. I was so pissed. I, I had to put him out the next day, y'all. He came over. He's the cutest thing you ever want to lay out on. He's tall. And um, we went working out at the gym together. So we did, like, everything together. It, you would, But it wasn't no kind of title. You know, like, I know what I want. You know what you want. Or I'm going to the gym. You want to go with me? Or when are you going to let me go? When are we going to go to the gym together? And in the meantime, between the time, he had his little girlfriends. He had girlfriends. I'm going to get into that in a little bit. So, anyway. So, wait a minute. So, anyway. Um, he came over New Year's Eve one night. New Year's Eve. I was single. I didn't have no boyfriend. Did I have a boyfriend? Was I seeing anybody? I don't think so. I don't think I, I don't think I don't, because I, I never cheated on him with, uh, no, I never cheated on him with anybody. No, I didn't. Mm-mm, no. So we came over New Year's Eve one time and, you know, he was looking good and I was like, okay, you can come on over. Come on over. 
And this dude had me all over the house. Excuse me, Charlotte, my mother, I'm sorry. This dude had me all over the house. And he was drunk. He threw a ball over the place. I was pissed because I'm like, dude, really? You want to come over here? Do what, do what it do. And then I got to clean up puke. So I put him out the next day. I said, you got to go. I said, I'm going out to dinner, to breakfast, to brunch with somebody. I have a guy who was, I just made him a lie. I was so mad. But, I mean, he he had his girlfriends in between. Because I remember one time I was on my way to work and he picked me up. He picked me up with his girlfriend in the car. Yes. Yes, y'all. Yes. He picked my ass up and carried me to work. So they're in the front seat talking about all this imaginary stuff that they're going to do together, which they never did. And um, I'm in the back. I'm not saying anything. I'm not doing anything. So, and then I remember one time he came over and got a plate of food or whatever for my mother for the holiday. I don't remember if it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, but he was always, he was always over here eating. And um, because he loves my mother's cooking or whatever. And the girl was so hyped I felt so bad for this girl she was so hyped like she I don't know if he told her I was her cousin I don't know he must have said that was my homegirl or something and he told her she but she was like oh well I want to meet her she he was like oh she want to meet you and Richard said that shit too oh you want to meet no what the fuck is what what is wrong with y'all want me to meet y'all women no no it's not going down like that down like that no so she brought the plate to the house like I told him I said you need to bring my mother plate back to the house and I was so mad I'm like what the hell is wrong with you why would you bring your girlfriend over here and she's all happy she's all hyped girl and had no clue what was going on she all jumping she's like literally literally skipping to the house I'm like really you brought these bitches to the house and handed me the plate, skipping back to the car, stupid. I'm like, oh, God. And he's sitting there looking so sheepish, so stupid. And I'm like, I'm like, don't you ever do that shit again. That was so played. Like, why did you play me like that? Why you play yourself? So come to find out years later, he he's, I don't know where we're coming from. Me and him are in the car together. And he goes, well, you know, she knew you were somebody that I talked to because you gave off that vibe. I said, like, bitch, I wasn't saying nothing. I was in the back car, like, listening to y'all stupid conversation. Like, y'all dream California job or dream California shit that... <laughs> y'all California dreaming shit that y'all were going to go to. Like, bitch, what the fuck is you talking about? You must you must have lost your mind in, in the war or something. You must have lost your shit. But he and I, I did, it, 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 the remote relationship that we had is one of a kind. And it was exciting. Um, it's not something that I would want to do now in my old age. Now, I know I'm not that old. But it's not something that I would want to do now. It, it's, it really isn't. It's not something that I would be like, okay, let's do this. And I told him. And I, I told him, like, during the pandemic, he was trying to get over here. <laughs> and I told him during the beginning of the pandemic, I told him, I said, no, you, you cannot, you cannot come over here. No, I'm like, no, like this cannot go on. And he would, he would text me things. He would text me stuff, the, the uh, porn 
Oh God, it was just, it was just a mess. It was just like a hot, shitty fucking mess. And, and he, and he just, you know, you know, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're built for tough and you're able to handle that kind of a situation, then I would suggest you get yourself a young man. I encourage it. I highly encourage women dating younger men. I do. I do. Like, go ahead and want to get that boy, girl. But um, watch yourself now. You know. You don't want to get caught up in anything. Because I, I did not want to get caught up in nothing with him. Because because I didn't want to, like, hold on tight to him. And then he ends up getting somebody else. And that's why basically why I was telling him, like, yo, you got to go. Because if you and I are doing this, then eventually someone's going to come along. And eventually it's going to stop. It's going to have to stop. Like, when I was with Ed, he was trying to, he was calling me. And I'm like, you know, I'm with somebody now. Oh, when are you going to be back at your mother's house? I'm not going to be at my mother's house. I'm at my boyfriend's house. Are you kidding me? You know, like, how are you going to call me and disrespect me like that? Oh, you disrespected my relationships. No, you disrespected your own relationships. I had nothing to do with that. But, um, yeah, I really want to call him and tell him, like, all the good stuff that's happened to me, like, with the podcast, Love's Holiday and all that, everything, you know, to actually like see my name on a book in print is still my boggling to me. But yeah, y'all, if you want to date someone who is younger than you, then I suggest you go and find yourself someone younger than I, I, like I said, I highly encourage it. I, I, I do. I encourage it. I encourage you all to do it. I really do. I mean, you're not probably going to go through the same thing I did, but you know, you gotta like, you know, And maybe you can groom yours into marrying you. I did not want to get married to this young. I mean, my mother loves him. My mother loves them all. Except for one. And she is just like, I just can't believe that you would not just consider seriously with him. And I told my mother, I had to block him. I said, I really had to block him because I got so tired of him. Calling me and saying, oh, yeah, I'm horny. Oh, yeah, I'm guess what? Oh, yeah, I was watching this and I was thinking about you. And I want you to be naked when, I open, when you open the door. I want your clothes off. I want your pants, man. That was every day. <laughs> and that's all I have for y'all today. <laughs> so if you want to go ahead or go ahead or to get yourself a young man. Go ahead and get yourself a young man. They'll keep you. They'll keep you busy. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you what. They will keep you busy. They will keep you busy. Might even give you a heart attack. <laughs> but I've had like I've had a couple younger guys. I've had a couple, and they were hooked. They were definitely hooked. They were definitely. You gotta like be for it tough. Built for it tough in order to handle a situation like that. Because sometimes it can lead to a romance, a relationship, and then sometimes it'll just be sexual. Like, this sexual chemistry that I had with this gentleman was beyond anything I could ever imagine. And he was, like, one of the best lovers I've ever had. So, 
But that's all I have for y'all today. You have been tuned into Up Early Before Everyone Else with Monica Lynn. And as always, I am always up before everyone else. And don't forget tomorrow, guys, I will be on. I don't know what time, but I will be on. Hopefully tomorrow when I do come on the air that I will have some news about the stimulus relief packages or if they're going to do anything for us, for those of us that wanted the stimulus package or unemployment extension or the full supplement program or student loan forgiveness. I want to do the student loan forgiveness because I want to go back to college. I want to go back to school. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Back. I need to go to school. What Chris Rock said. Remember Chris Rock said, I want to go back to school. He said, I'm lying. I need to go to school. But yeah, so I will be on tomorrow, you guys. And I'll talk to y'all then. Y'all have a good one. Bye.